Hey you. Yes, you. Are you searching for something? If you are, then you're in the right place. I am Samuel Anochibedu. I bring you reflections, thoughts to provoke your mind. Hello, you reflectionists out there. Welcome to Reflections. Today's episode, I have Dr. Sikabwale with me. He doesn't like that I call him that, <laughs> but I still do because I think he's earned it. Our conversation today is stemmed out of an article that we shared, which talked about how to have an argument. And we were, were thinking about it along the lines with a secular mindset and also with a Christian mindset and seeing how it applies in our Christian lives. In this article, the author, Adam Grant, who is an organizational psychologist, argues that usually there are three people in an argument. One is a preacher, the other one is a politician, and the last one is a prosecutor. Now the preacher is proselytizing and so he his main aim is to ensure that people come into his fold the other person is the prosecutor now the prosecutor's mindset is that you are wrong they need to correct you or they need to judge you and so they come in with the prosecutor's mindset the other person is the politician the politician comes into the argument with their own conclusions, their own mindsets. And so if what you're saying is not in alignment with what they believe, they do not have a conversation with you. During our discussions, which were not recorded, we were asking questions. Is the preacher part true of Christians? And I think that's where we're going to start from today, as I invite um, Dr. Skabwale to share his thoughts on whether this is true. Are Christians, when they approach other people in conversations, in arguments, do they come across as being preachers as described by Adam Grant? Are they trying to force their beliefs on other people? Are they trying to proselytize people even in their arguments? Hi, uh, thank you for inviting me. That's an interesting question that you have uh, raised. I, I didn't think about it quite a bit because there are two perspectives you can examine this question. The first one is, is it really true that preachers do come across as that? Are they trying to convince people of, of their faith? Are they just trying to dish out what it is that they, they, they believe and they're not willing to hear the, the other side of the argument? Um, the other perspective is from the recipients. Do they have um, prejudices about people that are generally religious. Uh, I know some of my friends that tend to be, to have these prejudices. So if, if the, the moment you say you are a Christian or you're religious, they put you in a certain classification and therefore whatever conversation that follows afterwards tends to be marred with those uh, prejudices. I'll first begin with the, the, the first bit because I think that's where we have much control. Um, preachers, I do not believe that we 
go around because I identify as, as, as them. Like I, I am a religious person, so okay. uh, I do identify as uh, as one who's religious. Perhaps he could classify me as, as a preacher. But preachers in general, people that are religious in general, I do not think that they, they go around to just give people what it is that they believe without hearing the other side. Um, if that were the case, then the success rate would be very, very minimal. And the reason is, if you do not hear the other side, you, you would not know where the person is at. And it's, you would not probably give them what they need at that particular point. You would probably give them a, a lecture that you prepared some time ago, or a list of the steps to follow as, as, a, as a Christian person. And I don't think that's that's the goal. That's what the majority of them do. I don't know what you think. So I think when you look at the point that he's coming from, he's looking at it from this perspective where Christians have conversations with non-Christians. And the thing about Christianity is more of converting people. Or let's say religion, really, because <laughs> it's more like bringing all the other people into your fold. And so when you have conversation, it's more of showing that what you believe in what you stand for is the right thing therefore people should either join you or know that they're doing the wrong thing that's true yes um, you would think that that's the, the that's the case but I think the problem is how that is perceived by by, by the recipients in most cases mm-hmm. so if I share my faith so for example personally when I go out and tell people, or share, I like to use the word share because I am sharing with this person what I think is good principles, uh, a, a, a good lifestyle that has benefited me in one way or the other. Um, and I'm trying to share and invite them to experience that. But I cannot just give them a set of rules for them to follow because that's not what. Um, religion maybe uh, I'm not talking about all, all kinds of religion here but I think that whatever form of, of religion it's mostly um, an experience and you do not argue an experience out on another individual and expect them to follow you you probably just share how you have experienced it highlighting the, the benefits sometimes I know it does that technique and there could be some truth in what, what he says but to characterize it as mostly preachers to, to come across like that I think it's an interesting point to, to explore why why that yes and I think it's also interesting when you raise the point that people already have some prejudices so before you even come into the argument if they know your background as someone who believes or who is a Christian then they already put you in a certain box. And so even if you're not trying to proselytize, as he say, as he says, they'll still think that that's what you're doing. And that's very interesting. In the article, he also talks about agreeing to disagree. And the fact that when you go into a conversation or an argument, you go in with the mindset to also learn something from bringing that with the notion of people what people have of say christians in this in uh, in this context preachers how can we improve how people see us now that that's a very 
you know that that's a question that may be difficult because people see you the, the way they want to see you but i guess what i'm trying to ask is how can we really improve our argument if we argue in a way that he's he's describing yes and that's that's a valid point because when you encounter somebody who has prejudices i think one of the recommended way to approach that is to meet them where they are recognize that there might be some prejudices here that if not handled uh making that the, the, the conversation so one thing that he, he brings out in the article that that I value most is is that you go in an argument he prefers one goes in an argument in order to to learn from the other end so in the initial conversations that you tend to have you need to demonstrate that you're not just there to tell this person how to live as some may perceive you're not there to tell them what they should change in their life you're there to learn from them and you you brought about uh christianity so christianity in itself is a religion that works on uh meditating upon scripture or the bible so you read and read it read and read it nobody claims to have amassed all the knowledge that they need so by implication and by extension that essentially means that a christian should always be learning and therefore when you go out there and share uh make it known that you are in this journey where you are learning to experience this but it's 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 something that you you treasure so much that you want to share with this particular um, person and at that point in the initial stages it's very very critical to demonstrate that you're actually learning from them they could challenge some of the things that you thought be open minded and try and think through them i think a question that someone will probably ask is if you are showing that that you don't understand all the things that you claim to believe is that not a weakness is that not a weakness in your argument because you you are a christian and you be, you believe what you believe but here you come into an argument admitting that you don't entire you don't understand entirely all the things that you believe in or probably may not be able to explain it my response to that would be to think about it in terms of a, a complex problem okay So Christianity can be very complex and it can be very simple. So it has some fundamental beliefs that you need to understand that you need for you to accept the the primary premises. Over and above that, there's changes that you need to make to your lifestyle, how you how you live, how you approach with others. That comes with a lifetime of learning. You may not have all the answers to the specific questions or how to respond in a very specific um situation sometimes you would make errors and you have to reflect how was it supposed to behave in that particular situation what is the principle that I can draw and apply in this particular area of my life that's what i mean by saying don't have to have it all figured out um think of it like a house you need the foundation best that is primarily important but after that you can decide to put one or up or you can decide to put them all at the same time but it's a process for you to come up with the with the finished uh 
product. Interesting, interesting. And and um, at this point, at this point in the conversation, uh, I want us to look, really look at how we can improve our our discussions as as Christians. We have the, we have been commissioned to go out and to preach the word. And from this article, it really is important to know how the world perceives us. Immediately, we let them know who we are. And so how do we improve on, on our argument? How do we improve on our discussions? That's a very um, complex question because I do not think that we may arrive at one specific way that we would apply in these situations, but there are certain principles that may be applicable in as many situations one may encounter. The first point is to recognize like I had said previously, you, you need to recognize that somebody may perceive you as that, especially if they have had certain experiences, because people are different. We, we do have certain experiences that shape the way we look at things. You may have had an encounter with one who claims to be a Christian, and the way they treated you forms, uh, becomes a basis of how you judge everyone else that claims to be part of that uh, religion. So it's important as Christians to recognize that there is this that is out there. How do we encounter that? First of all, is to own it. Accept that, yes, your experience of the people may be different. But that's why Christianity is there in the first place. It teaches you how to live people. It recognizes first that on our own, uh, we cannot manage to live in harmony, to make it very simplistic, but there are certain things that we need uh, guidance from in, in the Bible, and this takes uh, a long time. Christianity is not a diagram that you, or five principles that you put in place and then your life becomes amazing. No, it's it invites you into this experience where you begin to grow and learn, and in that growth you are encouraged to share it with with other people. So in your process of growing, you have to share it with, with other people that um, growing as well. I think that, that would be mm-hmm. a good point to start. And I think people relate more to things that you've experienced and things that you, you embody, <laughs> things that you could really say that I've been through here and this is what really did happen. Most of the time, if we limit all the, our conversations to theoretical conversations it makes it very difficult to to get through to the other person and i think that's where we run the risk of being seen as someone who's trying to proselytize someone or trying to convince them to join their fold but if you just go into the conversation by sharing some experiential stuff that you've you know you've experienced you've seen you've been through it people relate with such things and so yeah, I agree. I agree that would spice our conversations when we talk to to different people. Now we're trying to also think about it in this. I think we've said a lot of things. We're also trying to think about this. We have a lot of young professionals who, in their jobs, meet people who do not believe in in, in the Word of God. How do you? have conversations with these people without being seen as any of these three 
um, characters described by Adam Grant. So th there's a chance that in trying to defend your faith or trying to talk about your faith to somebody, you may come across as being a politician because you come into the whole argument with your formed ideas. And so if someone doesn't believe in it, it's like they are on the other side. Also, you may also come into this conversation as a preacher who's trying to bring them into your fold or as a prosecutor who's trying to really tell them what they're doing is wrong. So there's a risk of playing any of those characters or even three of them in one conversation. So as a young professional in your job, how do you interact with people and how do you have conversations and discussions around matters of faith? Yes, so my, my personal experience, I'll start with my personal experience and then perhaps try and draw some of the principles that may apply broadly. So my personal experience has, has been that in the circles I work in, people tend to be very critical. So in every conversation that you are having, they'll be very critical and question everything, every word that you use and try to analyze it. And so, I start from there. I recognize whom it is that I'm having this conversation with. They try to work mainly on logic. And therefore, when I am presenting my faith, I try to emphasize on things that I have experienced in my life that can make logical sense so that they can relate with as well. And then we begin from there because we have a common ground to which they can question, uh, to which they can agree with. But there's something that at least we can share as an experience. And then take the conversation um, to, to where it leads. Sometimes it leads for us to explore things from the biblical perspective. So we open the Bible and we begin exploring that. We begin reading certain scriptures and understanding what those may mean uh, in themselves and what the implications may be for us as individuals. Uh, that's very important, at least in the circles that, that I live in. Sometimes people just don't want to open the Bible, but that doesn't mean you do not share. It's a conversation. So this Christianity is a lived experience. So I pick principles in the, in the Bible and I apply them in my life. So if that's where the person wants to lean more, then we will go that way. Our conversation, in the conversations I'll be applying biblical principles without necessarily pointing them to, to the source, unless they, they ask. I think that's, that's what um, has seems to work in my life. It doesn't work all the time. It works sometimes. But something that I do not trying to focus on the most is to dwell on how I will be perceived because that I do not have any control over. So it depends their personal experiences, like I said, um, it depends where they've been in life and they can perceive me and put me in that box. I can only do so much to get out of that box, but I try to identify common grounds and what kind of person this person is. It is interesting that you say you share your experience with the, with the people um, that you come across. And I think it is very important, which somehow also suggests that to improve your conversation as, as a Christian, 
it may be difficult if you yourself do not seek to learn more and try to experience God for yourself. With that said, then we we may also on the other side say that people who make arguments as though they are politicians, um, prosecutors, or preachers in the Christian circles may not have dig deeper, because if you have a deep knowledge and a, you know also an experience that enriches how you discuss or how you talk about your faith but then if you have a limit limited of that then that means that you just go with that sort of preacher mindset or prosecutor mindset or maybe a politician's mindset because if they don't believe in what you believe you don't have a conversation with them at all because you're not ready to even open open your mind and to learn something new maybe from that person True, that's that's very true, and to a certain extent, many people tend to prefer. It's a safer side to be a politician, I guess, because you have these constructed arguments, your talking points, and then you run with those. No matter what question the other person asks, you just go back to talking points and begin from there, and just give them what your your, your belief is. But that's not what Christianity advocates for. Christian advocates for you to to share, to invite people into this thing that you, you you do believe in, this God that is supposedly awesome and amazing that has changed some aspect of your life in some way, shape, or form. And I recognize that some stories may not be extraordinary, may not be. They, they, they may not, you may not have these grand occurrences that you can share and people will go like, wow. And that's why you need to reflect on your own experience. So you need to reflect on the ordinary things that happen in your life and try and see the God that you profess is there. And it's the ordinary things that people tend to relate with. Because if, if God saved me from this building an amazing fire and, and so on and so forth, and then people may relate with that. But in the ordinary things, I think many people would relate, and that's a good point to, to really uh, start from. And indeed, it's a Jesus me- method, because if you look at the book of John, chapter 1, verse 38-39, when Jesus was asked where he was going to dwell, his answer was, come and see. And so, we want to talk to people, but we have to invite them into what we've experienced. We have to invite them to where we are. And that, in a sense, builds relationship with these people. Because Jesus' remark, come and see, is an invitation to a relationship, really. I'm not going to tell you where I'm I'm going to spend the night, but come and see. I want you to be in that small space with me. And that is an invitation to uh, a relationship. And so, if we invite someone into our lives by way of sharing our experiences that creates that opportunity for us to have a conversation and a relationship with that person and i think that would be an effective tool for ministering onto onto others now at this point in our conversation i just want us to uh, bring in some final thoughts about how we can in just in general how we can improve our conversations as as, as Christians, our discussions, and make sure that we are effectively communicating what we believe and what we 
stand for and also be able to really demonstrate what the Bible says. Because sometimes if we are not able to communicate that very well because we are playing a politician or prosecutor or preacher, then we sort of do not help the Bible to, to be seen by the world. And we're not helping ourselves, neither are we helping the people that we interact with. So how can, in general, just find our words, how can we improve our conversations wherever we find ourselves? Right. So I'd like to, to ask about point by perhaps referring to two things I was reflecting on. Jesus' encounter. I was trying to ask myself, Jesus, is he a preacher? Is he a politician? And then I realized something that was quite common. So one example is where this lawyer comes to him and he asks him about the neighbor. So who's my neighbor? And Jesus Christ answers that question by referring to the good Samaritan. Very interesting story. Um, the other one is where this rich young who comes to him and says, How can I be saved? And then Jesus Christ answers the question again. He says, Well, um, have you done what is required? He says, yes, I've done all of them. And then Jesus Christ, in the process of the conversation, he sees where the real problem is and he points into the, the real issue. Uh, unfortunately, the rich young did walk away. When I was reflecting on this, I came to this conclusion that whilst the extent of antagonism between these two people that came to Jesus varied, was different, the motives were, were different, Jesus Christ engaged them based on where they were. The lawyer asked about who was the neighbor, and Jesus Christ started from that. The other one asked about how to be saved, Jesus Christ started from that. And I think we need to start from that. And that means that we need to listen more to the people we're sharing our experiences to than giving them a script that we might have prepared at home to say these are the 10 points that I need you to, to know. In other words, we're not trying to win the argument like the, the politician, but here we're trying to invite people to experience who the true God is. And for you to invite them, you need to know where they are. I guess the, the point we're trying to say is you're not trying to win the argument, but you're trying to invite the person into this amazing experience that is Christianity. In other words, your aim is not to walk away with the other person feeling like they have lost an argument, but you want to help them to a point where they begin to reflect. Often, this makes you reflect on your own understanding and together you can grow. Thank you, Dr. Sikabwale. It's been a wonderful conversation. Hey, you reflectionists out there. I hope you enjoy this conversation. The question to you is, are you a preacher? Are you a prosecutor? Or are you a politician? How are you improving your conversations? This is Reflections. Thoughts to provoke your mind.